This. This is, this is diversified, diversified, diversified game, game, game. game. A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today on Diversify Game, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, I want you to get your pen and pad ready, reverse, rewind, do all that good stuff, timestamp. I have Bimal Shah, the one-year breakthrough is his company name for this company, because he's kind of a guy who he has multiple things going on, including a podcast. We'll get into all of that. Links will be in the description box. Bimal, welcome to the show. How are Great, you doing? Kellen. Thank you for having me in the show. I really appreciate it. And I'm all excited to share the wisdom. Well, thank you for coming on and shout out to Adrian for you know hooking us up together and she always connects me with great people so i was very confident um tell the people what do you do for entrepreneurs and you know maybe even people looking for work. so basically my mission is to make pioneers out of entrepreneurs i believe god sent every entrepreneur to be unique and different and that's how the world evolves and grows and that's my mission, to make pioneers out of entrepreneurs by helping them achieve their three-year goal in one year and have the government to pay for it and get a grant from the government to achieve that next level growth. So everything that I do revolves around that same simple result, which is taking your three-year business goal and helping you get there in one year. And that's the one-year breakthrough. Oh, wow. You've said a lot. And I know some folks have got excited because in COVID, they may have lost their job and said, hey, I'm going to take this side business or the side project and be more serious about it. And now you're speaking about grants, not loans, folks, no, but the yeah. grants. Pretty <laughs> but, money. Yeah, I'd like to explain that there's a lot of educated entrepreneurs that have asked me this question and I kind of, you know, sometimes say, well, it's a grant, but people, you know, the difference between a grant and a loan is grant is money that you don't have to pay back. And be, you know, don't be surprised. I have had educated entrepreneurs ask me, so how much do I have to pay back? No, you don't pay back anything on a grant. It's free money. And talk about that. Where is that money coming from? Is it local? Is it federal money? Because people are so confused. And there's some folks, if you read that Forbes article, that are going to be going to jail soon because they didn't know the difference. And they've, you know, took dividends where they weren't supposed to. So can you break that down even deeper? So the grants come from all sorts. One is from federal level, which is the U.S. government, then it's from the state level, which is the state, you know, in each individual state, then you have the county level that offers county level types of grants, and then you have specific institutions that offer specific related grants for specific reasons and projects. So, you know, so there are institutions who may have a project and then they may offer a grant as, you know, as a resource for someone completing that. Um, so there are different types of grants that are available. Now, each grant has its own mechanism on how they apply. And, you know, the biggest one, the, the PPP, which is a Paycheck Protection Program, which is initially comes as a loan. And then you have to apply for a forgiveness. And once you apply for forgiveness and you're forgiven, then you don't have to pay back that money. So there's different ways that it comes 
you know, in the shape of, and people can utilize it for the, you know, different reasons that it is, you know, earmarked for. Just because it's so confusing for many entrepreneurs, what would make someone not have to pay that loan back? Because a lot of folks think that's going to happen for everybody. And that's where, you know, others are getting in trouble. So the Paycheck Protection Program, you know, it is for Keep America Employed. That was the whole mission behind it, is to keep America at work, keep people working in America. So as long as uh, either you are taking payroll, you know, for yourself, if you're the solopreneur, sole proprietor, um, you know, getting the funding, or you have employees that work for you, and you're keeping those employees at work, and using the paycheck money for that at, at the range of 60 to 75% of the money. And then the remainder 40 to 25% you're using for rent, utilities, business interest, business expense, all of that, then you should be fine. All right. I would definitely recommend folks, if you do that, to have a consultant like yourself on board. So that, you know, a consultant, a lawyer, CPA, have somebody who really lives in this space because it can get complicated. We've seen the government change the rules a couple of times on some things or make some things more clear. And we don't want you guys going to jail, prison, listening to this. Now, as far as the grants, what are some of the things folks can get grants for? You told me some interesting stuff in training and, you know, it was a great amount of money up to 200,000. Can you talk about some of the different services and what you so the grants? So the training grant, the way it works is, you know, you have a training grant for training your employees, you know, existing employees, or if you're hiring new employees. So the state offers up to $200,000 training grant for training your existing employees. Now, it all depends on, you know, I have built the proprietary grant writing and a system, um, you know, training system that allows businesses to get qualified for the maximum grant, you know, which is up to 200000 And if you have, uh, depending on the number of employees, so it's at close to about 3500 per employee. So depending on the number of employees is how much grant you can get approved for uh, and also how the grant writing is done, which is I have my own proprietary grant writing that I do that allows and I'm the only one that gets the maximum grant for businesses in the state of Florida. So and that training grant can be divided into separate categories, internal training and external training. And, you know, the internal training is something that uh, they train their own employees, you know, for their internal reasons and technical things that they do. And external training, they use me as a consultant, coach, uh, trainer to train their uh, employees and their executive team on, you know, marketing, operations, sales, training, HR, finance, leadership, all of those. Now, in using that grant money, and I, I know this might sound like an um, elementary question, but some entrepreneurs may say, wait, 3500 per employee, I can then spend maybe 800 on the training and pocket the rest. Is that possible or is that a total violation of the rules? So this, this type of grant doesn't work like that. This is a reimbursement grant, Okay. So reimbursement grant for external training, you're spending money with uh, trainers, you know, outside trainers, vendors, and you're getting reimbursed from the state at 75%. And the internal training is you're spending your employees' time 
um, on who you're training to, and then you're getting reimbursed for their payroll. So uh, it, it's a reimbursement print. So you know, you're spending okay. money and you get and it's not like the reimbursement that many people do when they fix their roof, where there's one invoice for one thing and then <laughs> to the insurance company. Um, it's it's not like that. You, I'm sure the government is a little more detailed. No, this is than- pretty strict and stringent. I do all the compliance. So, you know, all the compliance and administration, you know, I, I make sure that it's, you know, all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. So I do all the work from soup to nuts. Now, the other grants, the Paycheck Protection, the COVID-19 and the SBA, you know, those are different. So, for example, you know, the CARES Act in Palm Beach County, there was a $25,000 grant that was given from Palm Beach CARES. All they had to do was show that they suffered as a business and they hadn't received money earlier and make sure they're a Palm Beach County business and they take the business tax receipt and all that. So then they get the money and then, you know, they use it for in their business, you know, it is for the growth of their business and sustain their business and keep the employees. So that's different. You know, that's not a reimbursement grant. That's just a grant that the, you know, the County was giving. Similarly, Broward County had one, Dade County had one, then there was a Dade County for restaurant grant, and they have a version grant. So there was different types of grants that were laid out during this pandemic um, in different counties. And these counties then would have, uh, you know, their uh, alliance at different levels with different institutions to get the funding to pay for the grant. Now, what percent of the people that you worked with going after that money at that first round, because we know a second round is here, got some money? Um, because I'll, I'll be honest in why I'm asking that. I was in Washington State, filled out for the grant, filled it out, filled it out, sent it to my clients, helped them out. My clients in the South actually got something. I did not. And I was like, okay, this is politics at its best. Um, Washington State, Jay Inslee, not a fan of Trump. Trump, not a fan of him. Um, And I know I'm not the only one. So what percentage of your clients that went after um, grant money received it? So in the first, if you're specifically referring to the PPP, the first round of PPP, then every single client that we took on board did get the money Mm -hmm. and receive the funding. And Mm -hmm. I even have testimonials and videos, you know, to share and show it to people if they want to see it. Um, But they were raving and they received money within three to 10 business days. Uh, the thing is, we were not using a bank. We were using fintechs, fintechs are financial technology firms, you know, banks that, which are far advanced and better than the traditional banking, you know, that, um, and they have their act together and they were very rapid and fast. Now, some of the banks have adapted, some of the major banks have adapted the financial technology and created the system, but not that many. Okay. And outside of the PPP, was there anybody else that you could think of for any reason, you know, that was an official business prior to COVID that they got denied? Maybe they didn't have, you know, whatever so the case. The, the, well, you know, the, there was only one client that, I mean, if you're asking specifically as far as my experience of working with specific people that, you know, hopped on board with me, uh, there's only one client who had gotten the money from another bank because, you know, during the first round of PPP, you were allowed to submit to multiple banks. 
but he did get the funding from another bank, and because he got the funding from another bank, you know, you couldn't get it. I mean, you know, it's obvious. If you got from one, you can't get it from the other. Um, okay. So that was the only reason. And then as far as the state grants go, again, I have an impeccable track record um, on everyone receiving the maximum approval. Uh, there was only one client who did not receive because um, they were their payroll was processed by a professional employment organization, PEO, um, which the state does not because they file under their own EIN compared to the owner's EIN, but we still have an opportunity to do that again in the second. Okay. And you know, you're a fellow consultant, so I would give the alley-oop. I let you do the slam dunk. I expected numbers like that. And, and that's good to hear and just confirms why people you get an expert and you hire an expert. You don't ask for a hookup. You hire an expert and figure out how you can make it work. Now with how long have you been doing, you know, consulting at this level and what are some of the, um, other services that you and uh, you do. So, so I'll tell you a little story about myself, where I came from. I came in this country more than 22 years ago with empty pockets, um, you know, paid work five jobs to pay my own out of state tuition and graduated with 20 grand in savings. Now, most students graduate with debt when they go empty pockets, right? Um, I was the reverse and, and I got a lot of offers in the financial sector. So I started becoming in a business and entrepreneur instead of taking on a job. I had multiple, more than a dozen job offers, but I decided to be an entrepreneur. And I've been helping entrepreneurs ever since. Now in 2014, um, you know, a client of mine said, you do more for me on that whiteboard in one hour. So I did a lot of my ideas and strategizing and, you know, building and execution on the whiteboard that I used to carry in my truck and I had two whiteboards. So one would be the strategy and the second would be the action plan. So I would build those simultaneously. So, you know, people would see immediately, you know, who needs to do what by when. Um, and he said, I get more in this one hour than, you know, 10 meetings discussing money. So I was kind of curious. I asked him, he said, well, he went into his office, pulled out his checkbook and cut me a check for three grand. And I didn't have a business card or anything, but I had a check. So that's that's how it all started. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a great, great story. And where were you uh, born? Where were you coming from? So, again, a unique story. I was born in Dayton, Ohio. In my two years, when I was two years old, my parents got divorced, went back to India, grew up there and joined family, came back here, uh, you know, worked to pay my own tuition and studied here, graduated, started a business and helping helping entrepreneurs ever since. Okay, so you you grew up in, not in Ohio, but in... India. India. Okay, okay. And you got to ask. Some people would say, hey, Kellen, you know his name, you, you, but he could have grew up in Kenya for all we knew, you know? It, it's, <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a South Africa, especially where you come from, there's a lot of Patel, you know, the Patel community is very strong. Yes, yes. It's it's a it's it's a growth. And me, I am from Oakland, California. People always say and think, oh, he talks about Africa so much. He must have been born in Africa. No, but I mean, lineage is lineage and you go where you're treated best. So, you know, I, I just I just love love it. Citizen of of the world. Excuse me over here choking on water of all things. Um, tell me. You know, what is the difference 
between the drive in India versus the drive in America, because the work ethic, I, I see it, is totally different. There's a thought process from most people. I can't call you an immigrant because you were born here. You could run for president. And I would love that. First president with no, a different no accent. Politics. No, no <laughs> I don't get into politics. Yeah, but tell us what's the, the, the driving factor? Like, you know, Indians are known to be entrepreneurs and hardworking and always putting stuff to, together. Um, whereas America is known to kind of, hey, we'll just kind of figure it out. You know, if it happens, it happens. But there's a difference. And, th and there's other cultures, too, that are hard workers. But I just can you break that down? Sure. So I, I don't like to make any judgments about anybody, but I can share my own experience. You know, so the drive for me comes from working since I was 13 years old. So even when I didn't have transportation, I used to ride on a bicycle and I was in the hospital industry and I used to sell blood banking reagents, you know, that come from Johnson and Johnson and used to work with hospitals and clinics and doctors' offices and pathologists and all that and understood, you know, how business and things function. Um, and now again, you know, during that time, corruption, you know, I mean, it's much better now, but, you know, 25 years ago, yeah, I mean, that time, 35 years ago, uh, corruption was very, very high. I mean, you had to bribe somebody to get your own payment. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. So, sounds like, um, you know, a, a couple of countries I could think of, I mean, a, 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 a lot of, of countries. So, with being able to go, you know, back and forth with, uh, does your business, do you also do business in India as well? No. So right now my focus is here, you know, and as uh, like, I think global start local and I want to build my, I've been lucky enough to build my base here in South Florida. And I've been working with many businesses in South Florida and, and helping them. And, and that's where I've been focused. And, you know, my, my mission, like I said, is to help entrepreneurs in every single area of their business. I developed a scorecard, a business scorecard. And like that, I have more than 200 thinking tools that I use that I help businesses and business owners, uh, executives and teams to think in the right direction. Because you can, you know, you, you can go thinking in so many directions and you will not make progress. But if you think in the right direction, you can achieve a lot higher traction uh, and growth and scalability. So whether, you know, you asked me earlier, what services do I provide? And as part of achieving your three-year goal in one year, I actually tie in the three-year goal to your 25-year goal. Um, so I say, okay, well, you know, whatever steps we need to take in the next one year to achieve a three-year goal, I then break it down into 90-day leaps. So every quarter, I train entrepreneurs, how can we jump? And I, I want entrepreneurs to leap every quarter. I want you guys to get in the habit of leaping. Because if you get in the habit of leaping, even if you fall, even if you can rise back up and go back up again, and then make another leap. Even if you fail, you rise back up and make another leap. But, you know, you get in the habit of making, failing forward. You know, like you heard from Peter Diamandis, you know, you talk about, talks about, you know, you should never fail with an intent to fail, but you should always fail forward. I have a formula for failure, which has worked very well. I'd like to share with everybody. 
it's, it's these four words. They need to write it down. F-O-F-S. So fail forward, fail often, fail fast, and fail small. So what you can do is define each one of these elements. So you have to define forward. What is forward? In measurable terms, in money, dollars, time, people, locations, whatever that is. You know, I will go from one location to two locations. I want to grow in this much sales or that much sales. Whatever that number is in forward. Um, then fail often. So how many strategies, experimentations, things, ideas you're going to launch over the next 90 days in order to fail forward, right? How is fast? You don't want to go on one thing dragging, you know, keep on doing so that you need to define fast. So what is fast for you one day, one week, one month? You know, what is fast for you? And what is small means your budget, how much money uh, or time you're willing to invest into this. So if you define all those four elements, your failure will be much more productive. Yeah. And I can already hear somebody say, hey, that was a Will Smith quote. And then others will say, no, I heard it from David Brown. And I heard it wherever you heard it. If it resonated, please embrace it because there really is no failure. It's a learning lesson and that you keep moving. And, And so when somebody hires you, is it a we're going to work together for a year or is it like I, you, I can stay on your team and make sure like a trainer, right? That's how I kind of see consultants. Some people right. want to be run through a course and be like, okay, I'm done. And now I can do it all. Now I'm going to try to resell what I just learned. But what is your process? So one of the process I do is first, you know, we look at what their business goals are. And we do a workshop on building a 90-day leap and a one-year plan, you know, the three-year goal in one year. So we kind of have a big picture overview on how we can accomplish that. Then if they qualify for the grant, um, um, you know, then I work with them on the grant and the grant can be utilized for the full year. So then I have an engagement. If that grant gets utilized in over three months, six months, or nine months, then we utilize it over that period of time. But, but it's all about results and milestones. So everything is broken down into um, uh, results and milestones that you achieve. I can share with you on the screen if you'd like to see the business scorecard. I don't know if this is a broadcast that is done on video or is it done on just an audio. Well, more people listen to it, but if you send me something, because my screen is kind of acting up, I can have um, my great editor, Elvis, I, he can put something together right then if you send me, but send it to me if you can in an email. Something happened with Zoom. <laughs> you guys are getting behind the scenes with that one where they're not allowing me to make the screen any bigger. It's crazy. So um, I'm going to play around with some, some more stuff, but yeah, I'll, that's. I'll email, uh, I'll email you the business scorecard, you know, that is a, a, a wonderful tool for anybody to score their business and relevant to their goals. Because one of the things about business is that whenever you say, I want to be in business or I want to be an entrepreneur, God gives you these responsibilities, whether you like it or not, you have to have marketing. You have to have operations, you have to have sales, you have to have leadership, you have to have finance, you have to have training, HR. You know, these are key functions of a business. Even if you're by yourself, you know, you have to look at these functions and see where are you doing what to achieve what result. 
and then you see the gaps in each one of these functions and, and build a 90-day lead. So that's what the scorecard does. Okay, okay. Well, check this out. Um, Zoom heard me talking about it, and it seems like I'm back, and I, if you want to share whatever you want to share with that scorecard, go for it. Okay, perfect. Let me open up the scorecard. Give me one second. Mm -hmm. So as you see in this scorecard, I have broken it down into every single function, marketing, operations, sales, training, innovation, HR, technology. Now, if you're a small business with less than five employees, some, some of these functions are very relevant and some of those are still, you know, developing. Uh, and then we took a score A and score B. So score A is where you are, score B is where you would like to be. And then we look at what are the um, dangers, what are the threats, what are, you know, what's stopping you, what's the obstacles that are in the way in terms of your future goals. And then what are the biggest opportunities? And I help them build the strategy and executions. And these are, this is an actual scorecard of the client. And then we put financial impact. What's the financial impact of achieving this goal and how we achieve that? And that becomes part of our 90-day leaps, the 15-day sprints, and weekly touch points. So that's how that's how we do it. And and please share share that with me because we may be able to throw that in somewhere else in the interview. But I, I want to make something clear because you are a man, um, you are a human being. And some folks will look at those numbers and say, man, I'll pay you anything to get to that 15 million that I just saw. So can you talk about the difference between, you know, it's still your business, people. He's not a genie in a bottle that can just make something happen. But I, can you break that down? Because I'm sure clients come to you all the time, like they do to me, with unrealistic goals. Right. So what I do is when they do come with unrealistic goals, I break it down to you know, tiny little pieces and then ask them questions related to each piece. So for example, you know, let's say an unrealistic goal, okay, I want to make a billion dollars in one year, okay? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, so, so, so all right, so I said, okay, fine. I wouldn't say that that's impossible. I wouldn't make any judgments on anybody's goals. So, okay, so, okay, so I said, okay, how many customers do you want to, do you feel you would need to make a billion dollars? What's your product? What's your service? What's your price point? Like, you know, are you going to sell a $10,000 product to a thousand people? Or are you going to sell, you know, a $100 product to 1 million people? Um, so what, what's it going to be? And, and, you know, so, well then, then, okay. So if, we, if it's going to be a, you know, a smaller product of a smaller value to a larger audience, then, okay, how are we going to reach 10 times that audience size? What is, you know, as so I go deeper into questioning and then, okay, well, that seems kind of like far fetched. Let's go and achieve what's, you know, what I really want. And what do you really need for your family? Because most of the times, you know, the second thing is, okay, why do you want to make a billion dollars? I mean, is it just because it's a number? What, what truly, what, what's the purpose behind it? Well, if the purpose behind it is freedom, then let's define freedom. What, what kind of freedom do you want? Well, I need to be travel. I need to do this. I need, okay, well, you may only need a certain amount of dollars per month to achieve that freedom, right? I mean, you know, if you think about it from where you are to where you want to go, and to achieve that freedom of taking two weeks off or taking a weekend off every week and having your bills paid and taking care of your kids or whatever, 
there may be a certain number in a monthly basis that you need to attain that will achieve that freedom. And that will be the goal that we would achieve. Man, you said it. Uh, the, the last time I've heard something like that being said so smoothly, I was actually reading Tim Ferriss's four hour work week. And he's like, I'm not the richest person. But, you know, $80,000 is a, a month is enough for me to do what I want to do. And so it's yeah, really about that purpose. And think about a billion dollars would kill some people. Right. <laughs> you know, a billion. Oh, man, we saw what it did to, you know, Bezos. I mean, goodness, his whole, you know, his life got people look at it. Oh, we got a younger woman. Trust me, mentally, spiritually. That wasn't how he planned it back in when he was in the garage. But, you know, a billion dollars can make you go go crazy. I kind of happen to like my family. So, you know, I, I'll take a billion only 22 years now and two daughters, teenagers. Oh, congratulations. Uh, that's why you look so young. <laughs> I have the white hair, so I still have maybe good, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that that that's the wisdom, but no, that you know, keeping it you've seen, let's just let's just talk about this real quick. You've seen a guy who's ultra rich, but he's probably on a second, third, maybe fourth marriage, has all the cars, but he looks miserable. You know someone like this here in South Florida. Right. So I'll tell you a story. So this was about a lawyer who was in criminal justice. It was his fourth marriage, you know, and uh you know, he said, the only thing I really want in life is I don't want to lose this. I'm tired of, you know, having to go through this again. So we went through designing his day. And, and one of the things that she loved and that they would retain her, her love for him was playing Scrabble. So what we did is that every day we made time for Scrabble and dinner, you know, together, you know, that you need to just block this time out and disconnect. So we would divide the day in four different quarters, like Super Bowl. Super Bowl has four quarters and a half time. So you would divide your day similarly in four quarters and a half time. And the fourth quarter would be the disconnect quarter, where you disconnect from work. And you have certain activities planned out with the family. That is nicely said. But as a creative, it's sometimes hard when these ideas and some of them I say are you know from God are given to you and you're like I just got to jot this down I just got to get it out my head you almost feel like sometimes a mad scientist what would your recommendation be for someone say but if I just send this last text this last email you know I'm gonna get a whole nother deal I gotta do it right now what what's your advice to that person so we all get attracted to these opportunities, right? They're like they're the biggest distractor. There's plenty of opportunities, but it should be tied into the long-term vision. And that's when you connect to your highest self. So, you know, who your highest self would be physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially. And you would ask yourself this question, if I was my highest self at this moment, if I imagine yourself to be a superhero, whatever superhero you connect to, you know, you're yourself as a character of a superhero. If I was that superhero, that character, what would that superhero character do that right now? And, and you would get the answer. This is not an action that they would take right now. And they would, you know, it's not an, you may feel like it's urgent and important because it's just, you got to get it out. But there's another way you can find out to get it done or maybe store it and have it done for another day. Wow. Now, you might think I'm crazy, would think I'm crazier. I just got to ask, 
are you a preacher in the church? No. <laughs> oh, okay. I just just had to just have to ask. You 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 were giving those vibes, and it was. I'm like, man, is this this is really what you do? You are meant to do it. Thank, well, thank I, God. I, like I said, I wear all the hats, so sometimes I'm just a listener where people went out because that's what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I solve their personal issues as well, and sometimes you know business. But I my goal is all business. You know, I want to make sure that you. But it's all interlinked. You, you can't grow in business if you can't grow personally the business won't have a meaning so if those both are interlinked and intertwined uh, together where you're growing personally and professionally it it gives life more meaning okay how how have you created boundaries for those clients that you really like you're really seeing the growth maybe they're making you know more money and being able to pay you more money but then it comes into client and friendship territory and maybe they're you know hey come on the yacht with us i've got we're gonna have a party on the yacht you're my friend you've helped me out i want you to party you know and a lot of times the party on the yacht has other temptations you guys um if you haven't been there especially out here in florida so how do you you know make those boundaries clear so you can keep that long 22 years in going relationship. Well, I have always kept that boundary with my clients. So it keeps strictly a business relationship as a business. And, you know, uh, you know, in many times if they do invite is more for any types of occasion, but it's not necessarily these parties or anything like that. So I, you know, if they invite for any formal occasion, yes, I'll be part of it. But if it's any party or fun thing, you know, I would stay away from this. Okay. Well, you know, it's never a party until you're there and you're like, hold on. I thought this was, <laughs> thought this was something else. And you know, but, but you guys are going to ask for more details. We'll have to tell that story in a different podcast. Maybe my other podcast of what really happens behind the closed door, the green door, the red door, all that good stuff. Now with all the success that you've had and that you're going to have in the future, what is a community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future? So this Christmas, I was doing two things. One is I was giving away, you know, my books, because knowledge is the the best gift you can give to someone that they can share and grow. So I'm giving away, you know, three books uh, to anyone who goes to one of my 90 day leap and, you know, puts in their information about their goals and where they want to go and, you know, what they want to achieve. And then also I was doing the 90 day leap workshop. If you want to be part, that's a two-hour workshop where you walk away with a 90-day lead plan. So uh, if you go to that link, the bit.ly slash biggest 90-day lead, um, you know, they can, they can put in their information. That's my give back uh, to them. No, that that's great. And I can't wait to, you know, experience that. Or if you guys see this and it's already happened, maybe you can, you know, send an email. Maybe there might be a YouTube link because I saw your YouTube channel. I'm a big YouTube advocate because I have clients who, you know, pay other people's bills, including uh, some of mine on YouTube. And you have some testimonials. In 2021, will you be giving YouTube more love and attention? You know, she's a drug addict. She needs to be fed like as often as possible. Yeah, YouTube has been one of my key things. So YouTube and LinkedIn, I'm not active on every social. I have a team that manages the social media, um, you know. Uh, so, but uh, yes, I put all the testimonials and videos on YouTube 
and and would love to put this our interview and podcast on YouTube as well. Of course, this is open for everyone. As long as long as you know, it, I just throw this out there because it happens sometimes and not just me where someone will do an interview. The other person will say, go ahead, use it. And then YouTube's robot, which is so good. Hey, they'll ding you. You got to show this paperwork and you're like, come on, really? For all of this? I mean, it, it should just be clear, but YouTube's not perfect, but it is a lot better than what was out there 20 years ago um, because there was nothing <laughs> like it, you know? Right. Um, so no, I appreciate the, the game. I, you got the books, you have products again, folks, links will be in the description box. Is there any other message maybe that I did not tap into, you know, that you want to, highlight so one of the key things is grants is free money and people can utilize and that will be really helpful during this time so i have a link bit.ly slash grants now and people can go to that and then they can you know uh, see how much they qualify so once they go to that link and put in their business information they will get exactly what they qualify for and how much they can get and what the next step is so and that's free so if people want to just go there and visit and see how much they can get, um, that's the first step I believe they can. Or visit my website or email me. Um, you know, all the information is up there. But especially during this pandemic, I, I believe those two things, the grants and the 90-day leaps, uh, are extremely valuable. Definitely, definitely. Well, you guys have gotten the game. Don't want to give you a game overload. Make sure you reach out. Do not be shy. It's people like Ben Maul who should actually be running for president because he's not a megalomaniac. He actually has some, <laughs> some wisdom and he has, you know, stability in his life. So it's those people that should be running and we should be voting for, but there may not be enough money in the world to make him do that. So, <laughs> so far I've stayed away from politics and, you know, just keeping busy. Gotcha, gotcha. I do want to help everyone, you know, and and share that we we need to, we all need to do the right, you know, always do the right thing, and you know, do do the things as if no one is watching and everyone is watching. You'll be the same person. Definitely, everyone should be like. Definitely. Well, you guys like, share, subscribe. Thank you, Bimal, for coming on. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.